is Midnight Alchemy with your alchemists, Jason Allen and Holly Jordan. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I'm Jason Allen, but I have only one half. She is my Lone Ranger to my Tonto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Holly Jordan. Hello, everybody. We're back, Jason. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm uh, I'm ready and raring to go, not, not least because uh, of our guest today, man. He is... Uh, one exciting dude, and uh, you know he he is far. I mean, he's got his stuff together. Where if, you know, if I went out on on a mission with him, I would be getting lost in the woods, and he'd have to come out and find me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Holly, how have you been? Awesome. I'm actually very glad today we had temperatures in the 70s. It's been in the 90s, and so this has been a wonderful day. It's yeah. been awesome. And uh, yeah, the world the world of the paranormal is good and busy and awesome, and so we're happy. We are happy indeed. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, today's guest is Jay uh, Bakochen. Did I get that right? <laughs> no, you did that on purpose. Bachochen. <laughs> Jay Bachochen. <laughs> and he's, he's gonna man, he's gonna flip me off after this is over. I I know it. But uh, Jay, how are you doing, man? Doing good. You you can never ever call me any. You know what? You can call me anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. I'm good with that. So okay. it's very good, very good. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Wonderful. Uh, doing well. Yeah, I, I was excited uh, when uh, Holly came and said, "Hey, we you know we actually got a redo for this because the last time I mean you guys were great. Me on the other hand, I was popping in and out like you know." Some uh, someone with really bad a you know ADHD and then but yeah uh, you were gracious enough to you know give us a second shot at it and so I'm grateful man. Hey, you're very welcome and like I said if something goes south with this one we'll do it again we'll just keep doing it until we get it right I'm totally good with that. <laughs> it's like the Lord of the Rings it's going to be like a triple thing you know yeah <laughs> yeah so Jay I'm excited because I mean uh, you have got. A lot of experience in what you know, multiple disciplines. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, when I was uh, asking for the bio from Holly, because she is a font of all information, uh, she said that you know you started as a ghost hunter, which I find fascinating. Then, uh, then you know you be, you branched out as a truth seeker, and I love that title. I wish I could go around saying I am Jason Allen, truth seeker. But it just doesn't work on me, you know? Works on Jay, not on me. Uh, but um, so we're going to tackle uh, how you first got into the paranormal, um, where your passions lie in the paranormal. And really, I'm just going to introduce you and I'm going to shut up and get out of the way. <laughs> so, Jay, um, tell us how you first got into the paranormal. Well, I mean, my interest, and in, you know, I'm going to date myself way back to the old creature feature black and white films, you know, because I grew up that kid who loved Frankenstein, Wolfman, right. you know, all those Hollywood monsters. And I remember uh, and during the summer when everyone's out riding their bikes or or playing softball or whatever, I, I was downstairs waiting for Godzilla versus the Smog Monster to come on TV. Right. Um, so I've always had that fascination with the the weird, the weird stuff, not paranormal ghost or just, there wasn't really one field that was just all 
just something that just drew me in because it was odd. It was strange, which made me feel like a strange, pasty boy down in a basement, you know? (laughs) But, uh, you know, but the thing is, within that, within the 70s still, in the latter part of the 70s, um, we had a kind of a family sighting. Uh, My mom was driving my sister home from a school event Friday night. Right. I remember my sister coming in she's crying. She's upset. We're, we're being invaded. We're being invaded. So me and my two other brothers, we all went out to beat my mom in the driveway. And there we're looking at these, the weirdest lights that we've ever seen. They were just kind of spun and hovered, made no sound in the dark sky. Wow. Just in Northern Illinois. And my mom's like, I've been following this thing all the way home from the school all oh the way goodness. home in the sky. And what was intriguing about it, because now you could always say um, that was the government or uh, that was drones or something. But, you know, back in the 70s, you didn't see things. Right. That, um, exactly. Actually spun uh, lights around. You really couldn't make out the the shape of the craft, you would say, or, or okay. whatever vehicle it was. Right. The lights would spin and, all, and just being stationary. And sure. they would bleep out and they would be across the lake within a bleep of a second and then spinning and hovering there. And it would keep doing that kind of around our uh, neighborhood where we could still see it. And then the final time it almost came right back to where it originated from and then hovered right over us and made no sound. And it was really cool because it wasn't just me seeing it as a young lad. Uh, you know, it was my younger brother, uh, my older sister, my older brother, and my mom. And to this day, we could still describe what it was. But again, you know, my interest was in the supernatural. You exactly. Know, the, the exactly. And the TV shows. And then it was actually seeing that the cool thing about that was um, my mom's dad, my my grandpa Kay, was in the early chapters of MUFON in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it gave us, and it was really cool because now that I, you know, he, he is soon passed, you know, right. God rest his soul, but, yeah. um, you know, he reminded me of a, a young Carl Kochek, you know, from really? Night Stalker yeah. or, um, yeah. you know, or Fox, Fox Mulder. Sure. And so we got to talking and he filled me in with a lot of all of his knowledge from like the fifties and the sixties, Sure, these things and boom, there you go. So now I was watching it uh, on TV and now I'm kind of living it. And and there you go. It was always the the weird things in life, you know, Um, you know, I've always been looking up at the sky. I'd always say aliens was my first passion right? uh, because I started really getting into the documentaries and reading a lot about that. Um, of course, you know, back in the early 80s, then Ghostbusters came out and who didn't want a proton pack uh, to right. go chasing ghosts. It, but I, I thought it was really cool about chasing, uh, doing the investigation. Sure, sure. But again, you know, that was again back in the early 80s. And now right, exactly. I never really did anything about that up until uh, it was probably early, well, as I say, 2006. Okay. When, uh, the only TV show that was on was Taps or Ghost Hunters. That was it. Sure. Not saturated like it is today, but there was one show in the reality show. Right. And I always thought, wow, that's really cool. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, this is TV. It's advertisement. Sure. Um, You know, are we going to believe everything that we see on TV, just like the internet? And uh, it was right at that time, 
uh, got married to my wife and we did an East Coast honeymoon in October and we ended up in Salem and we actually did a nice outdoor a ghost tour with about 50 people oh wow taking pictures it was really cool the history then when we got back so this is my long story you'll notice i'm long-winded that's all right (laughs) so 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 when i when i get when we get back uh, i thought you know what i want to do this but yeah myself i wanted to uh, go find the truth and that's where uh, my slogan that i've been using since 2007 hunt the truth Right. As always been. And right. so, of course, what we did is we um, started in graveyards and a few friends caught interest in that. Next thing you know, it turned into a group, the Wisconsin Paranormal Investigators. And me and my wife founded it, or nice. found it, you know. And um, right. next thing you know, we're doing a, making a website that we're getting requests of people's businesses, their houses. So there was a lot back there where I wanted to know what the truth was and sure. um sure. you know w- when you're doing the, the ghost investigation people call you a paranormal investigator correct and um you know so let's move forward a little bit more until late 2013 that started kind of dying out a little bit but it was more that i hate to say the team effort because they were all friends and it was a revolving right. door but it soon became more of a a burden to review evidence and oh not really time consuming isn't it exactly but i was still wanting to hunt the truth so we kind of i disbanded the group uh that just at that time because i met linda godfrey two years prior to that okay where i was learning a lot about the beast of bray road right in, in elkhorn right. wisconsin which is about a 15 minute drive from my driveway to bray road so i'm like why not just go check this stuff out and right then next thing you know from there i'm driving a little further north and i'm in the kettle moraine and the the kettle moraine is uh, 55,000 square acres of just dense woods um the kettles that uh the the glaciers cut into to make the great lakes ah okay uh, it is just immense and that's kind of where my second part of my love and passion uh is today which is seeking the wisconsin sasquatch so that's my long-winded answer of getting to that point okay um but it was i mean it's been an incredible journey so far and it's far from over well that's amazing so do you think that your first real experience with your family and seeing something in the sky did that kind of cement for you the paranormal as being uh, something that you were seeking as something you're in love with, you're fascinated with, you're driven by. I mean, the love of the paranormal starts differently for everybody, but I, I can't help but wonder if that's your story, if that's what really sunk you into it. It, it, it you know what, it is. And at the same time, um, something happened. And I'm trying to think if this was right around the time we saw the UFO or not. And I don't even know if it's correlated. Okay. It, was, it wasn't even that night. Okay. But me and my neighbor, uh-huh. uh, he, he was a year younger than I was. And we were, I don't know, we were young enough to play with Star Wars figures. Gotcha. Okay. And okay. I was over at his house. I don't know if it was a summer or if it was a Saturday. All I know it was in the afternoon. Beautiful blue sky. Sun was out. Um, and we were sitting on his windowsill, which 
I think their parents made it to where it was almost like a big toy box oh, sure. uh, where you could actually sit in front of the window. Nice. I'm just kind of painting the picture a little bit of how, you know, the window yeah, and sounds... where we were sitting. Yeah. And we were playing with the figures or something. And all of a sudden, everything went black for about five seconds. And the weird thing was, is it only lasted five seconds? I mean, it's literally like closing your eyes, cupping your eyes. That's how dark it was. And then for about five seconds, that's what it felt like. And then everything was normal again. The weird thing was, wow. My my friend looked at me and he said, "Did everything just go dark?" <laughs> so, wow. I re- I really don't know. But again, you know, you're saying what kind of put me on this path. Right. I still remember thinking that was weird. And yes. again, I was into the weird already, but that was never heard anything like that. So. And I don't know if there was any correlation because I'm trying to remember if this happened before or after the the UFO incident that we saw okay. that one night. So okay. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But uh, to answer your question, I I think it was kind of what put me on this journey. Were those two two events that happened to me when I was young? Well, yeah, because I think sometimes, as I've said before people tend to really question everything to begin with. But once you've had an experience in the paranormal, it's like a door opens and you become more receptive to possibilities, I I should say. It's not easy to be dismissive when you have your own evidence and you can't deny what you saw or what you felt or what was in front of you. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I always thought terms like the paranormal and stuff, I'm great terms, but almost, not big enough. Uh, yeah. One of the sayings or the uh, titles of what I love was uh, back uh, Linda Moulton Howe uh, when she on um, Art Bell, you know, the great mentor, Art. Uh, high strangeness. Okay. You know, that's, some, that's something cool. that's just a little out there, but it encompasses so much rather than people's conception of paranormal being just, you know, either ghost hunting or UFO, uh, or you, you know, you know, you're, that's funny, Jason, because that's actually where I came up with Truth Seeker. Actually, um, I actually had another title for it, but it wasn't. I guess it was meant to saying currently, right now, people say, "Oh yeah, he's a Bigfooter, he's a Sasquatch oh, guy, right, right. Uh, uh, um, cryptozoologist." And I look at that going, "I don't think I'm a cryptozoologist. I don't think I'm a paranormal investigator." I don't think I'm a UFOlogist. I'm a truthologist. Okay. That's actually where I came up with the truthologist because people are like, wait, what? And yeah, I'm like, <laughs> be, because it, it, it's seeking the truth or a truth right. seeker. And of it doesn't course. even have to be in the paranormal, supernatural. Right. It could, it could be in the geopolitical side. It can be in everyday life. I'm I'm a truth seeker. And, gotcha. and because I I need to know. Because it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right with me, right. I, I want to know why it doesn't feel right. That's, if that makes that's any fair. sense. That's fair. No, makes makes total sense. And when I'm listening to you talk about that, and I'm nodding my head like a bobblehead, you know, <laughs> it, it is that um, I wonder why more people don't have that outlook. I mean, you're going through life. Why are you just got the blinders on eight to five, you know, weekends off? You should be out there asking these questions, you know? 
because there's yeah i was gonna say just like being out in the woods right now we have seen orbs of light now if you were a ghost guy you're gonna say that was an orb or a deceased person uh if you're into bigfoot you're gonna say well it depends because you've got so many camps in the bigfoot world of yes just flesh and blood or you got the woo um, right. or the or the biblical bigfoot or right. the e, the et bigfoot but um i see a lot of weird things out there yeah. and the thing is because i don't know it's not that i've walked up to one of these and, right. and picked its brain and sat down in a cup of coffee <laughs> um you know it, it seriously it's kind of i always say when people do ask me where you were saying i have this great deal of experience the best answer is I don't know. And I, I don't, I, I can tell you my theories right. of what it could be, but I still don't know. And right. that that's honestly where I'm at today. It's no, it's not trying to prove it. My documentaries that I put out are not try, for me to trying to tell everybody believe in Bigfoot or, you know, believe in this. I'm just sharing a story of saying, this is what's happening with this guy named Jay. Let's just right. call him just Jay right. in Wisconsin, who's got a passion to uh, hunt the truth, uh, truth seeking in his area. And right. I want to I want to be able to put that out to saying this this is really happening to me. However, right. you're going to take it from there. Right. That that's fine. But I appreciate that because in your in your movies you've talked about you have a lot of information, but not necessarily a lot of evidence and that they're two separate things. And I respect that you quantify that because a lot of people um, in presenting the paranormal don't seem to separate fact from experience because you can say that you had an experience, but what proof do you have? And that's kind of where the line is very firm in the sand. Yeah. You might have seen it, but where's your photograph? And you may have heard it, but where's your audio? And maybe you saw something walking, but did you get a footprint? I mean, there's all these different little caveats. And and that's just your, I think your way of presenting the information really speaks to me, Jay, because you, you're not afraid to separate that. You're not afraid to say, look, this is what I experience. And I'm not saying it's fact because I don't have the audio and I may not have this or that but I know what I saw and this is where I was and this is what was going on. And I love that because well, thank you. you need to be open to talking about these things, regardless of what we have to back it up at this point. You're hundred, you're hundred percent. Right. And when it really comes down to it, um, you think about this, even if I captured what I saw with the best HD, not right. shaky, Right. If people are still going to say it's CGI, yeah, it's a guy course. in a suit. Of course, of course if it's blurry, that it's a blob squatch, it could be anything. Guess what? <laughs> I, I've, I'm done trying to convince people right. that what I believe, right. without a shadow of a doubt, right. Bigfoot does exist. Right. Seen it with my own eyes this past March. Yeah. And the thing is, people will still say, but how do you know? And that's where it comes down to your personal journey this is what right. i try to uh teach when i when i speak at different events is right. it's not about look at all this evidence look what i do look at the equipment i use right. i do add that but i add my how i go out and hike in my area and what i'm discovering for myself because 
you know what? There are close to 8 billion people in the world. And yes. each each person has their own truth. I don't even know if there's one truth anymore, right? Right. Everybody's got their own truth. Agreed. But but to find your truth is to go out and discover it for yourself. Right. To find that truth just for you. Not, not for uh, documentaries, podcasts, TV, uh, what, uh, fame, fortune, any of this stuff. That doesn't matter. Go out and find it yourself if you're that intrigued by it right. you should go out go out and search for that right mm -hmm. i love that yeah oh, that's great you know and, and just the term i don't know is a powerful thing because it means you're open to something it, so many people they want to put a cap on things this is the way it is yada 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 and being able and humble enough to say hey man i you know i don't have all the answers maybe it, it makes you want to go continue to look for that truth Right. Well, and it's true. And there, then there's a lot of people that can't, either they're too old or disabled. Uh, uh, those type of people that uh, helps them with their truth of what they believe. There are a lot of people in this uh, in this field that are still divide. You would think everybody's looking for the same Sasquatch, the same big right. clip, but there are the true hardcore flesh and blood ape right and i i uh then you've got of course the woo which i don't believe is paranormal i believe it's supernatural things that we can't understand right of if these exist how are they not being seen how are they moving through the woods without crushing like a rhino because everybody would be able to follow these huge broken tracks how are they the master masters of their domain you know, the, the, the hide and seek champions of the world out there. There's, I think there's something to them. I believe they're flesh and blood, but I believe they have so many more attributes that we want to put them as just primates we haven't caught up with yet. Right. Well, right. and I have to say there's been enough scientific evidence of different species that remain elusive to humankind for generations. There's still species that are being discovered that are tiny. Yeah. You know, and they're easier to hide, I'm sure. But, you know, like I shared a story a long time ago about there was a report in California about some black cougars and some other cougars that supposedly California thought they were wiped out. They thought they had killed them all. They were considered, you know, extinct in their area, blah, blah, blah. And a period of, I don't know, 10 or 13 years went by and suddenly there was a sighting. And there was another sighting and another sighting. And so, of course, you know, the U.S. Forestry Department got involved in La 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 and California Wildlife. They tagged him, did some DNA testing, and lo and behold, it was from the same cat family. So wow. these cats remained elusive. They kept the species going. They just stayed out of sight for over 10 years. Yeah. And so uh, how did that happen? That's a giant animal to just not be visible. So yeah. I don't think anything's impossible. And I think it's because I'm willing to accept the fact that there's a lot I don't know and right. I don't expect to know. And I think it's comfortable to believe that all we understand is all that matters. And we get really upset sometimes when things are outside our understanding. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people are so comfortable with debunking stuff right away and just saying no that can't be real or that must be a made up this or that must be a created that 
But just like here in, in Washington, there was a couple in 1950 that took photographs of UFOs in McMinnville and, or that was Oregon. Am I saying that wrong, Jason? I think no, that's yeah, McMinnville, Oregon. Okay, okay. And so that was such a long time ago. And so many organizations looked at these images. And in the 50s, there was no CGI. There were no filters. There was no computer, anything that would allow you to mess with these images. It took years for all these agencies to look at these images and say, no, they're, they're legitimate. They're real. Mm. Yeah. You know? Because it was such yeah. a difficult thing. And if if I, like you said now, if you take a picture now, there's all these other factors that can be thrown in to throw off the possibility of it being real. Right. Uh, that, 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 that's the big question is what is your intention going out? While I call myself a truth seeker, right. I call it a truth seeker for me, for me right. alone. Maybe right. my wife, because while she supports me, yeah, you know, I, I kind of... You know, get the rolled eyes a little bit, <laughs> and I, in a very cute way, by the way. Of course. But, but you know, this, at the same time, it would be great to be able to show that to her. I mean, oh, especially sure. me, and you know, my kids are really into this too. Yeah. But you know, as far as wanting to blow it up on Facebook or wherever you're going to post it, no, right? I wouldn't. A lot of people say, if you actually got the best recording out in the kettle, would you share it? And oh. it's a very interesting question because I I developed up a relationship with the woods. I'm not going to say with Bigfoot. I'm not okay. playing a flute, not for any bad flute players out there. Um, <laughs> you know, dancing around a tree or anything like that. Call it. I really call flute players. Call yeah. it. Call flute players. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's it, I, I feel at home, if you will, uh, in sure. the woods. I really okay. do. It could be midnight one o'clock and it's pitch I, I hike in the dark and you you would think that it would creep you out but it doesn't however right. let me flip that around i can be out there at one o'clock in the afternoon and get creeped out and i i know i almost want to leave because it is just wrong yeah so it, it's it's basically finding the truth for yourself and being comfortable with being able to say that because right. you know after my sighting did i have my body cam was on my head was facing to the right i saw it playing his day body cam didn't catch it but i already knew after 10 years of doing this right wow you know, right I, the, the sticks thrown at me the beady red eyes right um the rocks thrown at me uh vocals audio out there right you know you just name it over the past 10 years and I casted my first footprint this past January. Oh, awesome. It, yeah. So in, in March, it was like, there it is. And it was, it was emotional. I'm sure. I, I, I can't even explain the emotions I had because I've seen a lot of weird things at night. Sure. Of course. Uh, Jason, like we were talking when my daughter was four and a half, she's going to be 12, yeah. but yeah, which yeah. is four and a half. And we were out there. And that's in my first documentary. Um, she was just kind of just, you know, it was a daddy-daughter date hike. And yeah. it was little, little legs. We went on a little hike. And it was during the day, you know. And um, she's there was a little ice on the ground uh, on the trail. And she's having me pull her around because she wanted to get into ice skating. Of course. And this was February. So February in 
Wisconsin, everything is very brown. Okay. And the ground was white with the snow ish, you know, it was kind of on and off. Um, and about 80 yards away, something catches my eye to the right, kind of like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. You make a okay. movement. Yes. We're like humans, right? We go, we go right where the well, motion is. The motion. Right. right. And just as I looked at it, there was a stationary Auburn something behind a tree. Right. Probably a good, I'm going to say 80 yards, maybe a little closer, but okay. I could totally see what looked like a blob of hair, I guess okay. you would say. Okay. But as soon as I locked my eyes on it, it moved faster than anything I've ever seen move. Okay. Uh, kind of like if you were going to uh, swat a fly, right. you know, with a fly swatter, and you go to swat it, and yeah. you think you got it, but he moves that fast. Right. It left an Auburn blur. Oh, now, wow. at, at that point, and like I said, this is how many years ago, Right. Uh, I actually hung up my backpack at that point for a month because I was freaked out. I didn't care if I was double wielding two AKs and right. saying, come on, you know, like Rambo. If, right. this thing, <laughs> if whatever I just saw was solid and can move that fast, that thing could have snatched my daughter right. and that would have been, that would have been the enemy because my, right. you know, my kids are my world. And right. of course, and, and and here I was bringing her, bring her out, you know, as some people afterwards were, you know, just ripping on me saying, you know, don't bring your kids out as bait. And I'm like, Oh, that's I'm not, ridiculous. yeah. I'm bringing my kids out to experience nature. Cause they're always on their freaking you know, devices. Right. Although I guess we are too, as adult with our phones, right. But, they're just gaming and I, I want to get them out of the house and into nature. Right. Um, and, and that's it. If it so happens to be where I've had Bigfoot sightings, so be it. But, right. you know, it's been 10 years. I'm still living to tell the tale. Right. But, um, you know, like I was saying in that instance, I did not get a good look at it. So I, right. so I really can't tell you what I saw that made an Auburn blur and it was huge. Right. But still, right? I couldn't do it. This past March, daytime, three o'clock, sun was out. Uh, you know, four story trees just lined up, just groomed really nicely. And I could see a little over 100 yards. Right. And my body cam's facing front. I was saying goodbye because we were there for three and a half hours. I was saying goodbye. Yeah. I'll see you guys uh, in this other part of the areas that I'm usually at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm um, saying goodbye, and I put my hands down, and, and and I have my head turned to the right, and I saw it was uh, an upright figure, uh, right. jet black, that just uh, you know against the 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 brown and the snow, um, unmistakably that had to be piercing. Oh my god! And the thing is, here's the weird thing: is I saw. I had a great look. Uh, you'd have to see on my um, pictures that I have uploaded, but you'd be able to see that I had an op wide open look at all this woods, right? right when I yeah. say goodbye. And this thing appeared from nowhere. And it was like as if it was on skis or skates and it just glided by and then went behind some other trees, but it should have continued. Because I had a good view of looking right. Sure, and sure. between these little clump of trees, it, it was gone. It was it was just a quick two-second look. Wow. But it's like I could see its head. I could see shoulders. I could see well, the arm close to, I believe, where his leg is. Because it was sure. 
bipedal it was tall it was not a deer a quadruped right okay. okay and i just remember seeing that and it took me you know it, it took me almost another two seconds to understand what i just saw to digest and, it yeah yeah oh and uh i'm sorry <laughs> whenever okay. i think about it i i get back to this point where it was more emotional to me um yeah because it's, I guess it's what I've been truth seeking. And I'm going to use of air course. quotes because I've been looking for these answers that I have. And there, there it was, there it was. And I, I was just so excited that the person I was with uh, was near her property. Her name is Bryn. And uh, it's funny because she goes, where? Because she had her back to the woods, obviously. Right. And I brought her over in front of me in front of the trail cam. So if, if, if it was still hanging out there, I wasn't thinking about it. I pulled right. her right in front of me and I'm saying right there, you could, all you're seeing is the back of her coat, you know, and I'm, I'm explaining where it's at. And right. it was that, um, it affected me that much. And I was so excited. I was, well, it's like you found a unicorn. You've been looking it for is. a unicorn and it's like the thing that is not supposed to be real, that people tell you it's not real and it's real because you're looking at it. But it's like you that, hit a zenith. It's like, whoa. Right, yeah. Exa exactly. So it's like, I was so excited. I bet. And I called my wife on the way home, and she was excited for me because I think I was excited. She was excited for me. Of course. But it only took like two days before I realized that now I know why people don't talk about their sightings. Why? Because you are legitimately, uh, and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, because I think I would be too. Like right now, say you're sitting there and we're we're doing this podcast and right. you see some sort of ghost apparition right in front of you and you're we can only see your reaction. Right. We're still not you, even Correct. though it's happening right in front of us. Correct. Yes. You saw it, we did our you know, you saw it, we didn't. Right. Uh, in this case, over those past couple of days, I was so excited, it would just be like, you know, I go to work. My boss knows I do this, but he jokes right. about oh, oh, it. Cool. And I'm like, you're never going to believe this. I right. actually saw it. He's like, okay, so Jay, this is what we're going to be doing today. You know, it's like, but, but, but that's how it is. Moving no matter on. Who, who I'd yeah. talk to, it'd be like, right. you know, if you go to a restaurant, you know, all right, yes, I'll, uh, I'll start off with a Mountain Dew. And I saw a Bigfoot. Oh, uh, yes, next order, please. Nobody, nobody wants to hear it. Um, and if they do, I mean, you guys are listening because right. you have no choice. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> but but there's a lot of people that don't want to talk about it. And I just want to talk about it. But then I, the, the, the thing with me is I'll put myself in their situation. Just right. like I was saying with you, Holly, if you saw something, I would have to believe you because we're conversing right here. But I still did not see what you saw. Right. And... That's just how I, I I treat people when they tell me about their encounters or or anything weird. Is I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna be open and, and listen about it, and then I guess be empathetic with that. Yes, yes. Uh, to be able to feel that, and um, generally that's I guess that's what I do. Uh, you know, uh, but, especially. But we're we're glad that you do because honestly, the generation before us and a, a time ago and a half was called the silent generation. And these were our grandparents that really had 
most of their lives, things that incredible things happen, world wars and crazy famine situations, all these enormous atrocities in life. And they very rarely talked about any of it. And so in interviewing people in their 80s, even still, I've heard stories about Bigfoot, about ghosts, about UFOs, and said, what, have you told anybody? You know, no, because people put me in a crazy house if I said anything. So I think we're doing everybody a favor by just talking about it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be real to anyone but you. It's important that it's real to you. And it's more important that you're taking the time and the energy to be brave enough to say, guess what? This is what happened to me. Right. Um, and, and, and yeah. As these sightings, right? All these sightings come forward. People, you know, finally think it's okay now because it's moved more into the mainstream, right? Yes. Uh, to me, it's really interesting because then you can scientifically kind of uh, what's similar, you know, right. and then you can get kind of a uh, conglomerate sort of, I won't say truth, but consensus. Uh, right. Like when you were when you were talking about your experience, I mean, my um, brain went back to uh, something called the Sierra Sounds. Mm -hmm. and uh so much you know in in jives in that you know even with the ross patterson films sure. uh it, it really uh you know anyone who's open about it you know turns like me into a bobblehead when jay's you know talking about <laughs> the encounter because yeah that jives so much with so many other uh encounters right yeah well, you know I was gonna say if you if, if it really comes down to it um like you were saying about what your belief is right um you know i base my whole life off the bible right mm -hmm. you know um everything from it i take as my cornerstone my weight okay uh, you know from jesus dying for my sins to uh to to knowing what how the creation was started uh i guess when you really look at it that's my faith it's okay. not your it's not your faith or your faith or you know anybody around it's right. mine and it's like that with my truth seeking as well sure. because it is uh the way that i would do it you could never take it away like nobody right. could ever say jay men wrote that bible to confuse you huh? <laughs> you know what you can say that all you want you're never going to take that away jay what you saw was possibly a dancing bear you know this past march right by no I know what I saw. You can't take that away from me. Right. I, I know what I saw. And it, it does it give me uh, another platform to jump further in, our, in this career, which makes no money? No, right. not at all. This is just all about the truth. Right. And that's how I approach every every bit of that. Good. So what is your goal with the information from this year? You talked with us a little bit before we started about um information that you've gleaned and things that have happened this year and possibly mm -hmm. doing a third documentary what what's in your head this time jay what are you what are you going to aim this documentary at what's your focus going to be if you start the next one well the next one and, and i by the way i had to make a deal with my wife after i got done with the second one she goes can't start another one for another year because it's time consuming and i get very you know i it's it's, it's what i become until right. it gets done right uh, but this but this time around i am looking for uh this still the growth that i've had of 
of the the Native Americans that resided here in Wisconsin, what their beliefs were, okay, what they see. Uh, so it's kind of you know kind of this uh, I want to say I don't want to say spiritual per se, but right. it, it it kind of is a little bit. There's there's a lot of connections. Okay. Which uh, the kettle connection might be a good title for this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been playing with that a little bit just because it, it's it's the connectivity of of the Native Americans when they were here. Okay. It's the it's the connection uh, that I've just uh, who I've become in the past ten years from my first documentary, right? To my second. Uh, and still getting, still trying to find answers. Uh, I would, I'd love it to, to to end it just on a. This is what it is. Here's I named right. him Daryl. Right. Um, Daryl, say hello. You know, uh, right. that, would, that would be great. <laughs> but then again, a lot of people say, well, once you find those answers, won't it be boring then? Because you know, it's yeah. it's the mystery, it's the chase. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna be dabbling in that part probably yeah. in in my next film. Um, nice. Because I, I I don't know where else to really go. Because after my sighting, um, everything else that I've been doing, like going back out hiking again, seems different now. Okay. It's, different how? Tell tell us what that means to you. It's different because, um, let's say you were here sitting, you know, where I could see you sitting in a chair. Okay. Right? And you got up to leave. And I ran over to your chair just to make sure, okay, it's, it's warm. So somebody was sitting, that was Holly sitting. I, I don't need to know that because I see you. I know Correct. that you you exist. Okay. Okay. So therefore, when I'm getting back out in the field again, now it's kind of like, okay, I know they're here 100%. Right. I, I don't need to dig up more prints and hair and, you know, come. I know they're here. The okay. next step is contact. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm going right now. I know it's crazy and people say I'm crazy, but I don't, you know, I, I'm driven. It, it's almost like uh, this feeling of being tagged. Uh, when, when I'm home, I feel like this uh, beckoning back to the woods. And I, I keep trying to figure out myself why. Um, I've got the footprints. I've got you know, this recorded, I captured this audio and I made two documentaries. I mean, why, why do I have this constant need to want to go back out there? I don't know. And I, those are the answers that I'm trying to find. Well, I feel like there's a part of us that when you start connecting with the paranormal, to me, from my experience, it's like touching the part of me that's still a kid that's full of wonder Mm -hmm. and full of hope mm -hmm. and the idea that things that i don't understand could be real feels like magic to me and i mean magic in the sense of the first time you raid ten thousand leagues under the sea or the first time that you experience anything that's beyond you know what's physical in front of you you, you know, mean like coming downstairs when you were a kid and seeing all these Christmas presents? Yes, knowing I mean Santa all that, was there. How just, did that happen? It's right, like it's yes. all, all that's magical, I yes. should say. Right. So those that magical vibe and that magical feeling connects again because I genuinely believe that the more we talk about this stuff, 
the more it pulls off those horse blinders on these adults that we are all surrounded with and yeah. takes our adult blinders off all of us so that maybe we can slow down a bit, smell the roses a little and notice the fairies and notice the squatches and notice the whatevers and just kind of connect that we're in this incredible planet full of yeah. things that we don't necessarily have an explanation for. Right. 100%. I think that somehow when you, when you talk to, you know, being a uh, quasi sort of uh, a spiritual thing, I my belief is that innate in our deep down in our DNA, uh, we it, it's that connectedness. Yes. You're out in the woods. You're you're connected again at that at that most deepest primal level. That's uh, inside all of our DNA. And uh, I think that's why things like that can turn, you know, spiritual because you're now. It, it, and it is because going out there, and this is going to sound, <laughs> excuse me, got a cough. Didn't want to do that loud on the speaker. Yeah, or thank air you. Drums up. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, and I know exactly what you're saying when it becomes that connectivity, because the one thing that started probably in 2016 has been ongoing, and it's bizarre. What's that? We've been finding a single feather okay. in the middle of the path. Okay. Every The, the first time we were out there, it was like almost every 75 yards. Oh, wow. In the middle, w one feather. Now- you're going to say, all right, you're out in the woods, right. uh, which I would agree with you. Okay. Um, birds lose their feathers. I agree right. with you there, too. Never a scuffle. Right. And throughout all this, all these years, I've been finding these one single feathers okay. in the middle of the path. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, what does this? It's, it's weird because, again, you're out looking for Bigfoot. So, right. therefore... If you see a light out there, it's connected with Bigfoot. And if you see <laughs> right. a feather, right. connected with Bigfoot. If right, you see a, right. a tree structure, Bigfoot. Right. Um, but I, I'm really trying to find those answers. And I have been talking to a few uh, Native Americans about okay. this. Okay, good. And all of a sudden, they're telling me, have you been finding crow's feathers? Okay. We've been, fi we've been finding crow's feathers in the middle of the path. Okay. So... There is something to their belief of what they've come across in the okay. environment, in nature, that has been giving these as gifts. What? Interesting. Again, what? I, I don't know. I mean, you, you just you just mentioned fairies. I've actually had a couple little people stories um, over the past couple of years up in the Kettle Moraine. And we're talking like six inch, 12 inch little people. Yeah. You okay, know, we, uh, we got to get into this after we're done with uh, uh, the <laughs> yeah. My I'm just went, oh, yeah, it, it honestly, I, I think I'd be a little more freaked out with the little 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 pucian by my foot versus you know a, a nine foot. You know, you're looking for something big, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, Mister," you know, just, <laughs> that'd be creepy as anything. But we we don't know, and again. Right. You know, I, I could be telling anybody that besides you guys and whoever is listening, but I could be telling any what I call straight normal people. Right. Uh, they just look at me like you are a whack job. Come back to reality. <laughs> but I'm like, it's there, and it's 
it's the way we, I think the way we see things now, you were just saying about how being magical. I think currently in our life right now with what's going on, I think the veil is getting thinner. I agree. People, yeah, people, people are seeing it, but I'm wondering if, if what it is, is it's our perception of acceptance is how we're seeing these things and how we are okay about it. You know, like if right. this happened 20 years ago or, you know, whatever, however, you'd be a whack job. Now it seems like everybody's kind of on board with almost accepting that this is a reality. Right. Uh, so what I have, what I have to say, especially for everybody listening in our radio audience. So there's been this ongoing phrase or statement that's been thrown around in relation to UFOs and it's, and we've all heard it and it goes something to the effect of, um, we're arrogant to think that we're the only creatures living on a planet in this magnanimous universe. So in my realm of thinking, we're kind of arrogant to think we're the only living creatures on the planet. And the fact that we think we're the only ones, well, what if there's little people? What if there's tiny people? What if there's giant people? Yeah. We don't know. I mean, I they're, think because they're, they're not necessarily reading us the day's news doesn't mean they're not real. No, I mean they're they're <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're digging up stuff that could actually blow the doors off the evolution theory, right? Exactly of, of what was here of these trees that would make the the redwood trees in California look like you know, little plants, and how right. big these trees are. Yes. That have been kind of, I don't want to say kept from us because again, that would be listed under a conspiracy or conspiracy. You know, right. why why would anyone lie to us? Why wouldn't they teach us the truth? Well, right. over the past several years after I woke up or, you know, kind of opened my eyes a little bit, now right. I'm starting to see that, you know, I don't think our life is what we think it is. And I don't I, know that for a fact. So, no, but I, I agree. I'll put I myself, agree. I'll put myself, but I think that's why, or or that's where the awakening and the thinning of the veil is because yeah. people are starting to accept that. Yeah. I actually have a friend that does landscaping and on one of his job sites, I was invited to go see this one plant and he said, it's a prehistoric plant. And I went, how the hell is that even possible? And he was showing this to me and this thing had leaves as wide as my car. And I thought, how is this even real? And this very, I'm going to use this phrase and let everyone imagine this. It was a very affluent person's home. And so they had the fascination for the amazing. And so they had things in their yard that were not native to the area that were fantastical. And so they kept trying to keep this one plant alive. But the guy was like, it's a prehistoric plant. And he just kept going it's a prehistoric plant and he's there was this one very exotic nursery supply house that was selling them and i remember looking at it just in wonder and it's like i can't imagine if this thing's finally going to survive and how big it's actually going to get well they they said what the air was what much more it was like 30 percent uh you know the oxygen a lot better than higher. what it is yes which is now which is like 20 or something or yes 21 which I really don't know that for for right. that fact, but you know, it, it's looking back of actually saying that the dinosaurs and man lived 
at the same time. Yeah. It wasn't the dinosaurs way prior. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. So again, it, and then again, it's like, all right, Jay, where are you getting your information from? Right. We all get it from somewhere different. I guess we just have to do our own research, feel your faith inside, and, and kind of yeah. roll with it. it. It's funny how uh, in the last 10 years or so, even uh, there have been such upheavals finding different sort of species of man that you didn't think ever existed, Denisovian, and more recently on the island of Sumatra and Java, that they right. found a different sort of uh, human. Yeah, that people didn't think, but it turns out, you know, after all this testing, these people were alive at the same time that there was what you'd call right. the Homo sapien. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of evidence. It's incredible. Yeah. I think. I think our culture is. I think you're right, Jay. I think we're our eyes are opening a bit, and I I have to give a shout out to YouTube because I feel like YouTube and Facebook and all these other places have given us an outlet mm -hmm. to share our truths and to share our experiences more and given the people that love the weird stuff a more of a place. We have our own place. And there was actually, I wanted to, I don't know if I shared this with you before, Jay, but in 2019, when everyone was starting with the COVID stuff into 2020, um, a survey began and it was, and I'm sorry, I don't remember which college, but one of the bigger colleges did a study to see what percentage of the United States believed in the paranormal. Mm. And it was over 40%, almost half. And that, to me, in my mind, my first thought was, and those are the ones that are willing to admit it. Not, right, it's right. It's not everybody, because I know, I know, I know, I know that there's more than that, because I talk to people so much about the paranormal. And it's like, yeah because everybody seems to have a story. And I, I said this almost every episode, uh, exactly right. Everyone has a story. Everyone has an experience, whether they want to admit it or not. You know, in the deep, deep cockles of their heart, they know, they know that there's something that maybe they just don't want to talk about because they will be deemed, you know, weird or something like that. Yeah, and, and you were uh, touching on something, Holly, that, that really resonated with me, and that is, uh, back, back in the day, before there was YouTube, before there was the internet, there was such right. a limited type of communications that, right. that the, the, the people who have the haves could tell us normal people, we're not going to give you a venue to talk about it because simply right. Right, yeah. stupid. And now that it's wide open, you know, it's like the Wild West now, uh, people can share <laughs> their truths, you know? Oh, 100%. So I have to ask you, Jason, now that you've had your experience and you're thinking about contact, do you have a plan? Do you have something that you're implementing to get to your your next zenith, your next communication point? How well, are you I approaching mean, it? You know, honestly, it's um, I think it's a lot of the same, but there's more discussion that I have, okay. I guess, in the uh, in the woods. What we do is if I'm out with. I usually don't go out with more than four people. Okay. You know, the the Brady Bunch out there, no. It's just too much gabbing, and I, yeah. I like to kind of stay focused. So four or less. And if we go out there with three people, I do, uh, anytime I go out, I do what I call the leapfrog technique. And it's basically, I like to isolate our little group okay. by about 100 yards apiece. Okay. That way it kind of gives us that opportunity 
to be alone, it's still going to be safe because you've got we use radios where you right. know, we could get right back to where we need to go. But right. it uh, that allows me when we do these, and I always like to be the caboose. Uh, I call it the bait. I, I joke okay. and say the bait to okay. get other people to do it. <laughs> uh, but the the caboose I, or the rear, um, then it's gone and it's just me okay. in the woods, and I love that. Okay. And it, it's basically that's where, uh, where I guess I'm speaking speaking out more, almost as if we're talking. Right. It's what I do out in the woods. You know, every okay. once in a while I'll hear that raccoon and possum laugh at me right. because Jay's <laughs> talking to the woods. Uh, but but I do believe in my heart of hearts that something is listening. Something will eventually make contact with me and i believe that takes a lot of trust and that trust could be my lifetime before right. anything before i'm you know 85 years old and they'll just be like hey we finally wanted to say hello to you right um and, and to be able to find that answer and okay. uh so yeah so that's where i'm at right now it's uh not i i don't gift i, I used to way in the beginning but i really think what it comes down to is it doesn't have anything to do with food, anything okay. to do with trinkets. Okay. I think it has to do with the, the sharing of the knowledge between their species and me. Okay. So right. I can really look at that. Right. And there's so, so many people that I never had an experience, you know. Uh, okay. For one, you're just going to a picnic area. And, <laughs> and number two, I mean, we we widely recognize that animals even the dogs and the cats of the world can sense humans. Yes. So, so why couldn't somebody as as uh, maybe evolutionarily advanced as, as Sasquatch get that vibe? Hey, I'm not going to go near these people. These people, you know, are, are are have bad things, you know, intentions. Or maybe right. they sense, okay, here's someone who's given off good vibes and he wants, right. you know. Uh, well, you got to think about you got to sure. think about this is. I told you the Bible's the base of my cornerstone of what, sure. how I look at everything. And uh, biblically, you know, Noah's son was almost 800 years old. Now, Correct. somebody could say, hey, Jay, that's somebody exaggerating. He wasn't 800. He was 80. But you know okay. what? The Bible says 800 years old. It, it, you could either pick and choose what you want out of it. Either you take it all or you don't. There's right. no nitpicking. So in my in, in by the way I look at that is the the fallen angels the nephilim came right. down mated with the females yeah. okay. had offspring that weren't angels and they weren't human right they were kind of a hybrid okay and if this is the case this is how I look at it okay is wh what if what if right these Sasquatch people mm -hmm. are the ones that the Native Americans saw here in Wisconsin 500 years ago. The same yeah. one I saw was maybe 600 years old. Right. I don't know that because it would it would say, all right, that's why we're not finding any bones because they're not dying like people or animals. Right. Right. They're long living and, of course, intelligent enough to bury their dead or hide their dead so that we never discover that. But, Jason, getting back to you with the vibe is that's how I feel when I go out there. Now, I don't feel like Aladdin, Diamond in the Rough type thing, but right. there are certain people that I go out with that nothing happens. There are certain people that do. My thing is I'm always the X factor. 
So yeah. what I'm looking at now is it's, you know, I'm going to rule me out. I'm the X factor, but it's okay. who I'm with. If a dog can sense your fear. Yes. Uh, what, what if these people out there have been able to evolve and be able to uh, feel your, your, even your confidence. So you're, you're walking out there, you know, loaded with a gun, something that can kill them that they know this is somebody we don't want to be around. They're right. They're They could kill me. Right. I don't go out. I don't go out with a firearm. I go out right. with other protection like bear spray and stuff like that, but I'm not going out there to kill. So right. I'm trying to, to bring that in. So that could answer one of the questions of what they're able to do or what they've been able to develop in 800 years. Let's just, you got to just think outside the box of this. Yes. And that's, it, yes. That was something that you shared with me before. When you're when you're doing this, you cannot go in with preconceived notions. You have to give yourself yeah. a completely diverse possibility. So you can't expect anything. Right. And you can't expect nothing. You have to go in and just let it happen and be ready as best as you're able to be prepared yeah. for. And I think you're right. I think your intention is right. And I do love your theory because that makes a lot of sense. And it reminds me, and I'm sure you guys can remember this. There was a story, I think, in Reader's Digest probably 40 years ago that came out. And it was when the first elephant graveyards were located. There had been over a hundred years worth of hunters that had gone out. Nobody had found elephant graveyards. They never knew where their bones were. They were completely invisible. And it was this huge mystery across the world. Nobody knew where they went. It was very bizarre. Nobody had seen elephants dragging bones around. Where were these elephant graveyards? And they were finally discovered. It's giving me goosebumps. Yeah. And it's like, because they were protecting that was sacred to them and clearly that was very important and there's other animals that could give a hoot they don't care but the elephants did the elephants were extremely protective of their bones and their and their deceased members of their groups and so those all those things to me feed into this the whole sasquatch scenario that yes what if they are living a long time? What if they are being very protective of their dead? What you know? What if they're doing things like they've always done long before we just acknowledge them? Right, right. And you know, Jay, uh, you brought up something that I uh, from an angle that I never even uh, thought of before, and that's the biblical aspect of it. You know, the sons of God looked down and saw the daughters of man and decided, you know, they were. They were pretty and wanted to go. God gets a little upset at them and says, you know, we're going to flood things out because, hey, I don't like the way this is going. But uh, 100% exactly. That would explain a lot uh, about uh, where where Sasquatch may have come from, why they are uh, so advanced as as far as, you know, senses. And uh, that sort of makeup, I I love it. I'm gonna go look into that after this is over because you've opened now, up a Pandora's box for me. Well, and the thing is, and with that, I I always hear how I sound when other people listen to me, as if this guy knows he, he knows his stuff. But the thing is, when it really comes down to it, it's it's always gonna come down to my faith. Like I, right. like I was saying, is that nobody could tell me different. I don't discredit the way other researchers do their things or, or right. the paranormal investigating or anything they're doing. 
This is just Jay in a little corner of Wisconsin. That's right. it. I'm not all over the world or all over the country and, right. and finding Bigfoot shows or anything like that. Not that I'm jealous of that because that would be absolutely awesome to do. But it's it's what I'm able to do and have this relationship here. Right. And I think it's the uh, when it when it comes down to it, it's it's what I believe. Right. All right. Everyone around me, the other seven plus billion people around me could be right and I could be wrong. Right. But it, it's what I believe. Yeah. And it's it's my faith. And I, I'm going to continue to do it that way. And who knows if that will be the ultimate truth. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah you know, you know, yeah. you got to be on the sum because, you know, when you talk about your experiences and stuff, sounds so much like doc, other documented experiences. So that reaching what I said before, that consensus, right? A scholarly sort of consensus, because if you even go uh, up through, through a historical or scientific forensic, like, you know, how they uh, talk about cryptozoology, more yeah. of the forensic aspect of it, there are uh, there are such uh, similarities across the board that most people, no matter what, from what angle you come from, have to acknowledge something. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, 100%. Like you were saying, when it gets down to it and people say, Jay's a cryptozoologist, then it makes me feel it's more going to be that whole scientific base yeah. that if that was true, then by March 24th of this year, when I saw what I saw and I was in awe and I knew what I saw, right? why didn't I walk over the, you know, 75, 80 yards to where I saw it and look for Prince? Right. I was 100% convinced from where I was standing. Right. And it was almost like um, my life flashed before my eyes. And, and I guess it was more all my uh, research has flashed before my eyes. Okay. Uh, the, the eyes, the sticks, uh, the, the, the audio, the, the footprint that I got that I cast in this past March. And I found a lot of footprints out there. This was my first footprint. So I have seen many footprints out there. Right. And all of it just came to. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was that kid coming down the stairs and seeing the presence Right under, under the Christmas tree for the right. first time and being wow, right? Yeah. You're in awe, you know, right. yeah, yeah, that's amazing, yeah. Well, now, gosh, Jay, that's I think that what you've been talking about is definitely a lot for us to think about, and I'm looking forward to whatever you do in the future because I appreciate the effort that you take and the time you take to do your research and, and bless your wife for being so patient with you <laughs> to support you in your endeavors. Well, um, well, but I also you. love that you, yeah. And I actually dig the fact that you're focusing on Wisconsin because I think as much as it's cool for a lot of people that travel and go elsewhere, that's awesome. But I think that your longevity and your fortuitousness in this area to focus I think that really is going to pay off for you at some point. I really do. I think you're going to get your answers, and I really feel like you're going to get some a lot of aha moments. You know, I think I think that would be great for you. I think that's going to come. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, and you know what? No matter what, the best part of this has always been the journey. Oh yeah. And that is everything from arranging my friends or whoever's going to go out with me. To getting out there, to stopping at a quick trip, picking up some Mountain Dew and fuel and right, talking right. about it, getting out there, and then being out there and nothing happens. But guess what? Those those are the best times because it's 
you know, it was that experience. It's the journey. Could, it's yes. the journey. That yes, yes. is the best part of this. And that's why I recommend to everybody, if you can go out and seek your truth and yeah. start your journey, great. Uh, you know, I encourage it. And, um, you know, always be open-minded to uh, the different possibilities that you see out there. Because again, I'm just one guy. There are a lot of people doing this and really good researchers i mean yes there are it, you're right not only the the cryptozoology field but the paranormal field oh Even yeah I, I know the U, ufologists that follow it everybody's out there seeking their truth and really that's i guess what i'm all about to be able to tell you about my experience and sure. my life is to go out and find it yourself go find right. your truth yeah so, so good uh, words good words uh, jay um do you have a website where people can uh, really uh, view your journey? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's my name, jbachochin.com. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you need to sound it out, hopefully you'll put a link and, and spell it B-A-C-H-O-C-H-I-N. Okay. <laughs> so it's jbachochin.com. Uh, but there, uh, you know, I'm also a graphic designer, and um, of course, I do video edits and everything. But on, on my webpage, you'll be able to see. I try to keep it updated with the news of where I'm going to be speaking again, right? Uh, or if I'm doing anything local, or you know, any other evidence that I call, you know, it's kind of trace evidence. Sure. So I, I really don't like to say evidence because that makes it sound like Jay found evidence. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and right. even trace evidence could be well, what left it, but something did leave it. Uh, but I, I have galleries up there okay. um, and I also have a store and that's where you can pick up either uh, Finding Jay or Beyond the Kettle Finding Jay 2 on okay. Blu-ray or you can stream it on Amazon Prime Yes. or on Paraflix. Okay. And I think Vimeo has got a, another month to go then that's just going to end. It'll just be on two platforms. Okay. Uh, but you can pick up my Blu-ray copies there. I also have some really cool t-shirts that they're all custom designed by Jay. All right. Uh, check cool. them out. You know, it's it's a fun page. There's a lot of content on there. A lot of okay. trailers and good stuff like that. Nice. Hey. That sounds awesome. Hey, I want to tell people that we haven't mentioned it before, but uh, Jay and I, we're going to be starring in our own action adventure movies. It's uh, Jay Bo. <laughs> and um, I, I'm going to be the guy that my only line in the movie is, hey, what's that? <laughs> okay. It's Bigfoot. Coming to theaters near you. Right. Hey, no, you but... know what? As as long as you're out there and uh, you know you, you you wear the bring out the correct equipment that you need for capturing, but for safety, right? And it, it is highly recommended to bring a fresh pair of underwear wherever you go because you just <laughs> never know. And you know why that? While, while that's really funny. I do always keep a pair because people ask me, what would happen if you came face to face? You know, here's <laughs> Mighty J. Bachochin up against Bigfoot. No, I would be, I'd probably, my first instinct would be to get on the ground in a fetal position, you know, and you remember I used to pick up gerbils yeah. you know, when you were a kid and they're yeah. like just squirting their little nuggets out because right. they were so scared. Right. Yeah. Um, don't know what's yeah. gonna ever happen. I, I'm hoping <laughs> it, it would. I would. I would hope it would be a, a peaceful thing, almost like my sighting. 
Right. It was it was that type of thing. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right. But you never but, know. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's what we refer on the show to pooping your Pampers moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. Hey, uh, we can all talk about it. We're all adults, <laughs> right? We all, you know. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. As you get older, who wants to put that? Yeah. Let's not go there. But yeah, no, this has been just an awesome show. Uh, uh, really, just not only informative, but just damn good entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It, it takes good to host like you to uh, keep these shows going and bring it, bring out those great, great questions. So oh, yeah. Good job on. on well, thank end. you, thank you for your patience. That's awesome. Yeah. Holly's You're the welcome. brains of the op- operation. I'm just a talking monkey. <laughs> but no thank you so much man it, it has been an yeah. awesome episode uh, and i can't wait for people out there to get be able to listen to the final product and stuff because i had a one hell of a time yeah good absolutely it was great to see you again jay well yeah. thank you so much for having me back on and again once you end this recording if anything was to happen give me a call we'll set it up again okay we'll just keep, we'll just keep this going <laughs> thank you right. thank you so much all right holly as we wrap Thanks. up uh you got any final final words hold on to your butts we got more good stuff coming ladies and gentlemen another public service announcement if you're going to hold on to your butts please use both cheeks <laughs> all right jay thank you so much as we ride off into the sunset uh, for Jason and the brains of the Operation Holly, and for Jay, this has been Midnight Alchemy, and we will see you all and hear you all, and you'll hear us very, very soon. Ari Aberdeer Show. <laughs>